doing it. You got you supposed to be happy you sitting there with Kid L. Why you mad? The Kid L podcast. Rolling forty two cheeses in the building. How are you doing today, bro? What's going on, my dog? You don't do interviews too often. No, I don't do it. What's the last interview you did, man? I don't. I don't. I don't think I did. I did one with Lando like three years ago, but you know. three years ago that's a minute. You've accomplished a lot, man. You've uh, generated crazy numbers on YouTube and streaming, and yeah. you, you you've done a lot in the music scene, man. Let's uh let's rewind from the start for people who don't know, man. Um, you're from Detroit. Yeah, east side of Detroit. Um, talk a little bit about growing up in Detroit and how that led you into making music. And can you pull that microphone into yourself real quick? You can just uh, yeah. 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 You know, okay, well, the younger generation might not know, but you know, I started out rapping when I was like eight. Cheddar Boys, Eastside Cheddar Boys, Street Lords, you know. And, you know, that was me on the I'm a Cheddar Boy baby. That's for sure. As a kid or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people don't know that because I really don't promote it. Because, you know, I got like this new generation, like, you know, I got like some my own type of lane so i really ain't never really which i should because it's a plus you feel me but so now i guess that's what i'm doing now should. but that was me so you know i started out when i was like eight then i you know been back and forth from in jail juvenile prison so the rap was kind of like on hold and then you know when i got out i just started back doing it i was like bullshit then you know I'm back doing it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, little bro, he blowing up, you know, so all this shit. He blew, he blew up, and then, you know, all this shit. So it's just like, okay, let me let me stop playing it. Let me get on it, you know. Yeah. So that's how I did. But you have your own, you know, your own style and your own wave, and you've you've proven that you don't even, you know, even though Dog made it into that success, level of success that you can hold your own and do, right. and do very well with it, right? Mm. At the same time, a lot of people see their boys blowing up and then they go that's my opportunity now yeah and they don't yeah, got no yeah. they don't got no emotion in the first place but you have yeah. to have some type of emotion you gotta to, have some type of emotion yeah for sure for sure see now cheddar boys is a huge stamp in detroit hip-hop yeah right? hell yeah they started this shit how'd you get involved with them and my bad can you bring that microphone a little bit closer to you just drag it in a little bit yeah, yeah there you go right, perfect right, yeah, yeah. So how I get in it yeah how'd you get involved with cheddar boys like what was you're so okay. young you're like eight nine years old and then all of a sudden you're working okay with them. so let me break it down to you Wipeout was the founder of the Eastside Chet Boys or whatever. And Blade, you know, however they did it, you know, the Chet Boys and the Street Lords, you know, they was all together. Wipeout, my daddy. You know what I'm saying? So he made me get in there and, you know, get in there and say I'm a Chet Boy. You know, he made me do it a thousand times till I got it right. That's how I got on that record. That's how that came about. But, you know, Wipeout and Blade, you know, they was brought up as, like, cousins. You know, they were, like, family before all the beef and stuff started. And, you know, that's when they came with the Cheddar Boy Street Lord and whatnot. And then all that beef shit came. And then that's when we broke them apart or whatever. So, but that's how, that's how I got in it. You know, I was his son. When you're a kid, are you paying attention to what's happening? Like, are you aware of, like, the beefs? Are you aware of, like, the structure of the music scene? Yeah, I was aware. Yeah, yeah. I was school at a young age. I was aware of all that shit. How were you able to, like, understand stuff at such a young age, especially at the depths of it? I mean, I was... At first, I didn't understand it. Then as I got, like, it just kept stayed in my face. So I ain't had no choice, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, can't, I came from a family full of hustlers and the street shit, so that's all I knew. So it was like, okay, 
I started figuring everything out, you know what I'm saying? So it was like in my face. So that's how I knew what was going on, you know what I'm saying? Then people was telling me, you know. When you're um, going alongside Cheddar Boys and, uh, you know, intertwining with everything, talk a little bit about the scene and what you were noticing around you at that time. Like what was going on? Yeah, like kind of paying attention to the music scene, kind of relatively to that era. I ain't gonna lie, I thought we had made it when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, I, I thought like, you know, cause I used to watch Cash Bunny, you know, Lemon. So I'm thinking like we was famous. You know what I'm saying? You got to think. I was like eight, nine years old in the strip clubs already before like they was sneaking me in the strip clubs to perform <laughs> perform on the Boy, baby. You know what I'm saying? So I've been doing that like. Cardi's chains, all that. I'm eight now. You can pull the video up. You know what I'm saying? You gonna see it. You know what I'm saying? So, I thought we had made it. You know, we at Heart Plaza, Summer Jams. You know what I'm saying? I'm on stage in front of all these people. So everywhere I'm going, they like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So I thought we was famous. You know, I'm eight nine. You know what I'm saying? I'm just seeing all. The, you know, I'm thinking I'm a little bow wild as up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's how it was with me. Like I, I thought it was. You know. Talk about the progression of that, though, too, and uh, did when you started seeing it kind of become your own self after that kind of digressed a little bit. Okay, so, you know, once my daddy got killed, you know, I went to, uh, you know, I grew up, I was growing up in the streets, you know, and just me and my, like, homeboys or whatever, we start thugging. Like, at a young age, I started going to jail, doing bunch of bad violence shit whole bunch of shit like you know what i'm saying you know but me and my me and my homie we just like we was locked in we was like we really like family for real you know what i'm saying and we started you know the folk to whatever whatever you want you know what i'm saying we started that and we've been doing this that started like in 06 you know what i'm saying 05 06 i probably was like 12 i probably like 13 you know what I'm saying? And we just stayed with it. We just was going with it. And we was like real known in the streets already. You know, wasn't nobody rapping. You well, know what I'm when, um, obviously, you know, when you're losing your father, um, you know, as, as the way it happened and everything like that, talk a little bit about the impact of that to, towards the group and as also to you. Like, because, you know, roughly at a young age and somebody who's bringing you into the game, it couldn't have been easy, obviously. Nah, it was that that was that was like fucked up. It was like I went through a lot, you know. I was suffering, you know, from anxiety, depression, and I was going to prison. That wasn't making it no better, you know what I'm saying? So it was it was a lot. I, I went through a lot, you know, at, at a young age, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just kept it pushing and I just learned from his mistakes too. Like the shot he was moving, what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? I just sat back and I just watered everything in and, you know, I just learned from that shit, you know what I'm saying? With, we know when people talk about Doughboys and stuff like that and they talk about they lived the life that they were rapping about and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And did it reflect with your, at the time with Cheddar Boys as too, did you feel like the music was a reality too? Yeah, the Doughboys, yeah, they, yeah. And with Cheddar Boys, was it the kind of the same sequence it was, kind of thing? Yeah, it was definitely the same type of music. Teeny side, Doughboys, all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when you're a kid and you're going through that, do you have to? Do you think you're? Do you have to take that real quick? No. Nah. Okay. When you're 
growing up and you're seeing this happen and stuff and losing your father, is there something inside of you that feels like you have to follow along with what's going on in the streets as far as I got to do something about this or I have to make a decision? Um, obviously, you saying like do something as far as like violent or yeah, as far as like getting you know retaliation for your father's death or anything no, like that. No, because I mean at first it did. You know what I'm saying? When I was at first, it, yeah, it was, but. You got to understand that shit was an 04, so it's 2023. Like, no, I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about at the time it's happening oh, when you're see, a young cat and you're... you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 hell yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But I was young, so it was like, what can I do? You know what I'm saying? And I ain't really know what was going on around that time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's okay. Yeah, cut this shit off, man. They blowing me up. Yeah. Um... So now you're saying about 13, you know, after the loss of your father and stuff, is did he pass away before or after Blade? No, he died first. So he he passed away first. He passed away first. He passed away first. And yeah. then Blade had passed away a few, a couple to a few years after that, right? He died September 18, 2004, and Blade died maybe like, Mar- I want to say March 2005. Oh, okay. So it was like five months later or something. And that, that, yeah, so you guys were going through a lot at this time where it's a lot of reality setting into what's going on with the music. And you, you're going in and out of prison, so you don't even, you can't even control what's going on outside of that. Yeah, and uh, I was juvenile in prison. Like, I damn near did a lifetime juvenile. I never even been to high school before, you know what I'm saying? So that lets you know how much I've been in jail. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, you said about 13 years old is when you started 42. Yeah, my uh my big brother's them started. Uh, yeah. That. What was the origination of it? And kind of give people an idea of what 42 is. I mean, you know, it's basically like... Like... A bunch of guys from the neighborhood come together and, like, become like family. And, you know, y'all just... Uh, y'all start something. And then y'all, like... You know, it's like a brotherhood. And, you know, we just stuck with it. It's, the, it's like, you know, something what was, like that. What was the meaning? What's the meaning behind 42? Uh, You know, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of things. I really, uh, I really don't want to say too much, but, For sure. you know, it's a lot. For sure. Got a few different things. You know what I'm well, who's the originators of 42? Uh, my big brothers, uh, Free Skeet, Apple, uh, you know, uh, Ate, Mare, you know, he just, they, he just came home with, uh, my other brother, Mare, he, he locked up, he doing like 30 years. And the, um, he, he got back from doing 30 years? No, he's still doing that. He about to get oh. back though, but he's still doing thirty. But his twin brother, he out. His name, I tell you, he out. You know is it more of uh, cousins and family, or is it friends and everything mixed together? It's mixed. It's like family, brothers, cousins, just childhood friends. You know what I'm saying? What was your break into music? Like the first moments that you notice independently, you're kind of away from Cheddar Boys now, and you're moving along forward. What was your first break as a 42 artist, or as your own independent artist? You saying like when I start like rapping kind of independently, it's just rapping like, like I'm on, like I'm just doing this. You're just uh, rapping. You're just as an artist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably like when I got out of jail, 2016. 
When I got out of jail, like, 2000, two, no, I'm going to say 2017, that's when I started really, like, all right, I'm about to rap, fuck it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you had, again, you, you've had videos that jumped over 100,000 views on YouTube. Um, yeah. You've been on features on major songs. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, when was the most, moment you realized you actually have the skill and the ability and people were really tapping in with you? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I've been to, I had it, everybody I already know, like, be like, like everybody already know. It just was me bullshitting. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been new, like, what I could do. <clears throat> I just didn't never take it serious because I used to be in the streets doing yeah, they, what I do. There's a saying that I, even I was saying this a long time ago, but it's popping up on social media more. It's the most talented artists are often the most inconsistent artists. For sure. And nobody really knows why. That shit crazy. For sure. What do you think it was with you? Man, I just think, I just thought that I was just like, I was more so chasing, like, I just feel like, okay, man, I rap, I do something, that ain't working right now, fuck that, I'm about to get in the streets and make some paper, you know what I'm saying? So it was, make, it was making some money, like, you know what I'm saying? When I, when really you like, that is the money, you got to just keep going and keep promoting yourself, keep, you know what I'm saying? So when, you know, like, you're like, man, fuck that, I'm about to do, I'm about to, Go take care of some business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The so return. That's, yeah, that's basically what it was. Me just being this street shit. It was on some lazy shit. <laughs> but the rap, like, I already knew, like, man, that shit was easy for me. Like, yeah. Like, everybody already know. They be like, that motherfucker looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, because you got to think, like, when Doug came home, Doug, he just started rapping. I've been rapping. You know what I'm saying? He came home. He, he would rapping. He like, man, I'm about to rap, fuck it. We was in jail together. He like, bro, I'm about to rap, man. Wait on me, man, because I was going home. And he was right behind me. We was in boot camp together. He like, man, wait on me, man. I'm about to get out and rap. I, I thought he was just talking shit. So he came home. He started really doing it, you know what I'm saying? Then he just blew up. What do you think it is about your guys' crew that has gives you this musical ability and being able to put it out and be so triumphant with it? Because they know, like, that go back to what I was saying. Like, we was known before rap in the streets. Like, everybody know us. Like, without the rap shit, like, since 06, like, we was already, we was already there. Like, now the rap shit is like, okay, they rapping now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you guys had the scale plus the street credibility plus yeah, the whole story is already sure. there for people to read. For sure. Um, What's your relationship with Doug? That's my little brother. You know, he really like my cousin, but that's my little brother. That's my, that's my little bro. Wait, so you guys known each other your whole lives, and we was kids. Like he younger than me though, so he probably was like, he probably like eleven, ten, or some shit. I probably was like, maybe like thirteen, fourteen. And when mm-hmm. you guys. When you guys were in boot camp together, that's when he was like, I'm going to start making music. Yeah. And you're already on the tip. You already know how to make it all happen and get I was like done. rapping freestyle on the yard. And yeah. He'd come like, he, he's like, I'm about to rap too. Like, you feel me? And he started doing it. What do you, when you guys got out, did you get back into music and, or did yeah, you? I, yeah, I was taking him to the studio. He was, he was for real. He started rapping. We was doing a little shit, but we would. We wasn't serious like that, but we was serious. He was, he was, he was like, man, I'm about to do it. I still was like bullshit, you know what I'm saying? But he was, he was bull. He started doing, he started doing his own thing. He just blew up. Like, if you're successful as like a street entrepreneur, what 
is it that makes you go like, okay, I'm gonna put this into music and make something? Is it like kind of like a gamble? Like if we blow up, we blow up, or is it like I passionately want to do this at the same time too? Uh, you gotta passionately want to do it. It's a gamble, but you gotta really put your all into it. Like you gotta like believe yourself. Like I know once I do this, I'm gonna blow. I'm gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? So you got to really, like, be passionate about it. Even if, like, you, like, let's say you getting your money out the street. You doing whatever you get your money, and you put it into the rap, and you got a whole bunch of other responsibilities. They be like, damn, why didn't did that? Now I got to do this. That's where motherfuckers, like, go wrong at. You know what I'm saying? And, like, motherfuckers be like, damn, why? that rap shit got to wait for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it be. But. When you're taking Doug to the studio and you're in the studio guys together, what's the first moment you realize, oh, this guy's got it, and like, okay, well, something's happening here. We got something going on. We had did some back-to-back shit with me and my uh, brother Mox. He did right now, my brother Mox. Uh, he, uh, we had did, like, some back-to-back, and it was hard as hell. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But he was already freestyling to let me hear. I'm like, oh, yeah, little bro, he got it. You know what I'm saying? Then he got the image to go with it. You know what I'm saying? You know, he got that easy E look. Like, he got the image, you know what I'm saying? So I think they compared him to uh, Menace to Society, like... Uh, old Dog. Old Dog, right? Yeah, That's kind of, yeah. like, the image that they gave him. Yeah, so it, it, I knew, like, he was, like, going to be, like, a star, like, because he got it. He got it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Were so. you with him? Are you kind of guiding him through this stuff as he's progressing his career? No, I ain't going to lie. I ain't, he did his own sh- he did it. He he got it. He did that in jail. Whatever he was doing in that cell, he was he did that in jail when he was in prison. When you guys are outside together, though, at the same time, are you are you guys going through the music scene together? As far as like, you know, I know you guys have songs together and whatnot. Yeah. And they've done numbers, but once it starts hitting the little baby level and all these major, major mainstream features, right. becoming pretty much the biggest untalked about Detroit rapper. When you talk about Detroit rappers, sometimes people forget how big he really is and what, what he's accomplished. Right. Are you there through those, those, those processes too? Like, yeah, I was, yeah, I used to be with him all year. Yeah. What was it like when, what was the first big moment? Like, you remember like a collaboration with somebody or, or a specific artist where it's like, holy fuck, this is crazy for us. Like, we bro- we fucking did it basically. Yeah, when he did, we paid, you know, I, uh, I was there, you know, when they were shooting the video and everything. I'm in the video a little bit if you actually pay attention. But I was there. But when he did that, he did another song called Grace. I was in the studio and he was making it. And we were like, yeah, this going to blow. When you, when you drop this, this is it. Then when he did it, he dropped it. It was it. He yeah. blew up. And then that's when it was, that's when he turned all the way up. Yeah. He was gone when he did that. But we already knew. Uh, that's how that shit went. It's like you knew you guys had the one. And when it comes to the mentality of groups, right, it's the, mm. the biggest thing that people have a complaint about or a problem with is that nobody knows when to take turns. Like, it's your turn. This guy's right. the guy up. Let's push him. Right, he's got right. the bag. Let's. He's the bag. Let's protect him and push him. Did right. you guys look at it like that with him? Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. He was, he was, once we seen what was going on, it was like, he the one, you know what I'm saying? That's why he, that was his first son. When y'all got it, you the one. He came out that. So, yeah, hell yeah. We just making sure, like, yeah, you feel me? Moving with him. 
all it, you know. You right now, you got, you know, you broke some songs out. You got doing anything, like, just coming out again where I'm noticing that your traction doesn't get lost, whether you dropped a song a few years ago or now, you right. still you can still hit 100,000. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk about your own music a little bit, man, and how you've been manifesting uh, your career. See, with me, it's just really, like, it's all on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody know, like, Oh yeah, he heard it. Here, like he like, all he gotta do is keep going. Like when I be talking like Peasy Viz, you know, like you know what I'm saying, baby. They be like, bro, you like, I don't know why you don't just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I be like, man, I am, man. I'm, I'm gonna get on it. Do you so, think there was a moment in your life where it, it was extinguished? Like you had more of a passion and fire and belief in yourself to make it happen to that level. And do you feel like there was a moment where it was like, damn, like, I, I know I can, but it's not there anymore like that? No, I ain't never felt like that. Or was it just a consistent, this is how it's always been? Yeah, it's just yeah, inconsistent. I I knew, or like, that's easy for me, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I go to the studio and do shit, they, <laughs> they're going to be like, man, god damn, like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't drop like that. Like, I drop some shit. And a year later, I drop again. Yeah, that's how you. That's what I noticed. Dubs, yeah. You got a track two head tap. Um, yeah. That's doing well too. Yeah, I ain't promote that. Yeah. That's just like. You just drop whenever you you promoting your own YouTube too. That's another thing. Like you have your own YouTube channel where you drop. Yeah, your I just shit. made it. I just made a YouTube channel and I just started putting. I put that video, a couple videos on there. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, I'm st- I'm starting. Basically, I'm trying to start fresh, and I'm trying to build some shit up. And then I'm gonna go full throttle with it. You know so is this? You feel like this is serious time now? It's like nah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm serious now. Like, with everybody else that's involved with your team, um, do you feel like is is it still like a team kind of thing, or as far as everybody's kind of looking out for each other with the music and promoting each other and yeah, all that, or are you guys kind of just focused like all right, every man for himself with with what we got? No, going? it's definitely a team game. But you know, at the end of the day, how me and my my guys is like we we do we do like we all we hold our own weight. All of us got our own name, but it's definitely a team game. Like, my brother Foto Slick, he dropping. He about to drop. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got with uh, Dub, we got the Young and Turn, Tay Money, Reed. You know what I'm saying? Foto Twin. Uh, you know, we got a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Everybody working. Two, six, four, quit. All my, like, everybody, you know, doing their thing. One of the funniest titles you have for a track is Free the Apps, man. That's the... Oh that yeah, shit is hilarious, man. <laughs> See, I used to get on my bullshit too. I, used to, I that's what I used to like doing. Man. But I I grew up. I don't be on that shit no more. But yeah, I used to just be on some bullshit. But I think it's a good balance, right? To yeah. take it seriously with the with what you name and do each stuff. But then sometimes, like yo, you know what I'm saying? Let's have fun, like you know, have fun with it. Kind of twist it around a little bit. Yeah, it can't yeah, be yeah. all one sided the whole time. For sure, for sure. And then it seemed like that's what they want to hear. They want to hear. They want to hear all the bullshit, the diss songs, yeah. and all that shit. That's what they want to hear. Even sometimes, I forget which uh, rap video it is, but there's like a, 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 a somebody riding a doom buggy and he flips over throughout the video shoot or something. And it's, it, they left it in the music video. And this music video has like 100 million views. But I was like, I'm so happy you guys left that in because there's supposed to be a little humor to this shit. If it's so fucking. Oh, like, whole video. I think it is. Uh, I think it is a little baby video or something like that. It's like a bunch little of dudes baby. on these like RVs and shit, and one of them ends up flipping over while they're on the RV, and he ends up like getting torn up. See, I thought you was seeing a We Pay video. If you notice, 
They crashed in that video. Like, it was a real crash. Oh, shit. And they kept it in there. Yeah. You had to pay attention. Like, they really crashed. They be doing like, yeah, that make it. You've like, been on both sides of it from it being, you know, the underground to mm -hmm. the hood fame and, not, and to obviously to the mainstream. Right? You've seen all sides of everything, right? Right. Uh, what was the differences you've seen when you're in, on each types of sets and d dealing with different types of productions, even when it comes to the studio and whatnot that you're working in? You saying like what was it? Since you've been at every single level of music from the mainstream to the underground, what's right, the right. kind of the differences you see? Oh yes, it's the mainstream. I mean, it's it's totally different. Like they serious about their music. Like a song is like a hundred bricks to the, you know what I said the right song. Like if they hear the right song, they know like, oh man, we got it, we got us, you know what I'm saying? Like we got us a hundred bricks right here, you know what I'm saying? They be serious about because it it's like one song could do you like all the take is one song, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, they be serious about that shit. I be in the studio with Yo Gotti and Juke and all them boys. They be, they be, they be serious about that shit. Okay. Talk about your relationship with Yo Gotti and the experiences you guys have had in the studio. No, they cool. They 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 like they. I ain't gonna lie, they just like, I feel like they just like my like uncles and like, like, you know, I got like street uncles or whatever, but they just like corporate with it, not like, they businessmen now, but they, you could tell they real street dudes. They real cool, they like me, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't be on no nothing scary or no, they be, what's up, kick it with you, like, you know what I'm saying? They real cool, like. Is, is that the the deciding point from staying in the underground and being successful to being a mainstream is kind of letting a lot of that go like a lot of that maybe a street mentality or kind of like a like maybe taking a less professional address addressing towards the music and stuff and how you run your show yeah yeah and so that's something you notice when you're dealing with them is like all right, sure. this is business. For sure. They 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 had turned it they had turned it like they had turned it to a businessman and then it'd be like on some street. Like but I still got that street in me though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's for sure do. Yeah, they like that's exactly how they is. What's been your most uh for you as far as your entire experience with your entire career, what's been the most um the moment that you've experienced that stands out to you the most? That I experienced, yeah, that stands out to you the most as personally as probably most. my younger my younger childhood. Well, yeah, probably my when around the Cheddar Boy era when I was a kid and performing in front of all these people at the summer jams and being in the shit like young like that. But then again, I can't I don't know because now nah, like I didn't been in like you know what I'm saying on big stages with little you know what I'm saying with little bros. Like, so I really don't know, but I probably gonna say probably my younger. My younger days. But even now, you've done it before, but now you're on bigger, bigger stages, right? When you're on tour, yeah. you're, when you're um, with Doug and stuff like that. Talk yeah, about I'll it. Yeah, I be seeing Doug, yeah. I, I be with him. He, I see a lot of big shit he doing and a lot of, you know what I'm saying? You know. That's a whole different. Yeah, the ballpark that he's in is, and it's so funny sometimes when we talk about Detroit artists. I'll even, it'll slip my mind sometimes, too, where when you talk about the biggest Detroit artists, the ones who made it. Sometimes for some reason, and I think it's because he's away so often, mm -hmm. you forget that he is the one who broke out for real. Yeah, you know, for like sure. who broke out since possibly since T Grizzly, I would say. Would I be right if I said that? Since T Grizzly, I, I think Doug is the Ma next artist that broke out to the level that he's Ma at. Days Loaf? No, no, I'm talking about 
Doug broke out after Days Love, didn't he? Days Love came first, then T Grizzly, then Doug. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying after T Grizzly. Oh, you said after T Grizzly. Yeah, I'm saying okay. after T Grizzly, Doug had to have been the next artist that blew up on that level for sure. to the level. Yeah. You could you can make arguments for like Sada Baby, right? You could obviously say like he with whole lot of choppers that he broke that that tier and went with there. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, with Nicki Minaj, you can obviously say that. Which you can say that, but I think Doug no, on, dude, on, 100 on a hundred million whole, consistent basis. Yeah, he on a whole nother level than anything, dog. Yeah, that that's that's the level. That he, both of them though, like he on he on like then T two, he on a whole nother level than both of them. Who like, Doug's on a whole nother level yeah, than T inside him? He on a whole nother level than them. Like yeah, like yeah. like the like like the industry really fuck with dude like heavy heavy like heavy like I be seeing it with my own eyes like. When you look at the numbers, it's hard to, you can't dispute it. Because I've seen that, because I was chilling with this girl's house, like, for, like, weeks. Like, I was just chilling with her for weeks. And all she would play is Lil Baby. So all she would play mm-hmm. and Doug, like, all day. Mm-hmm. And I used to just be looking at the numbers, like, bro, 100 million? What? Like, yeah. on, a, on a consistent basis? That's, yeah. like, you can't dispute it at the end of the day. Yeah. But, and, then, and the industry kind of funny, too. Like, they, they, I mean, I ain't going to say funny, but they rock with who they rock with, like. If they rock it with this person, they they might not rock with the other artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just how it is. Well, that's what it is. You know, the, the, the elephant in the room, even when I'm doing this interview, like, I, I already know a lot of my friends are going to tap in, like, you know, well, there's there's a discrepancy, right? Like, you were talking about 42, and then you're talking about, you know, the people that I hang around with and all that. And I always looked at it like, you know, what are we talking about here? That's, right. I look at it from a spiritual outlook. I don't look mm-hmm. at it as playing a sides thing. Right. But then doors open when certain things are said, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to, like, you can't work with certain people because certain people don't like to work with them, this and this and this and this. But it's really just holding everybody into a locking position where they can't move forward because there's so many beefs and so many lines crossed, right? Right. And so you're saying on the main level of the industry, they decided that too. Like, if they're rocking with 42, then a lot of other people get locked out. You know what right. I'm saying? So you're saying at the same time, even on the mainstream level, if if they're rocking with 42, then a lot of people that could succeed won't because they don't. 42 doesn't rock with them. Right. So is that a possibility? Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Like yeah. other people can get locked out because of that, or yeah. not 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 make it to that level because of that. Yeah. That's sure. like a reality. That's just anybody like, like if they rocking with you, they rocking with you. They ain't gonna rock with like Yo ops The person you don't like You know you fucking with You know what I'm saying As they should though That's just how it go Like like. What do you What's your whole outlook On, on that whole thing Right Like so When it comes down to 42 Obviously And I hate talking about this shit This isn't shit I want This isn't a, to, to stir up anything But it's like You know you have 42 Doug And you have Sada Baby These two prolific artists From Detroit And you know Sada Baby in a recent interview had said that has nothing to do with either one of them at the end of the day it's something that they inherited but it's not like they ignored it right it's not like while it was happening it's like okay if you inherited it you don't have to play into it though but there was some playing into it on both ends and how do you look at that whole scheme of things like yeah so basically Sada he right like we he ain't got no problem with him like he ain't he said himself in his own interview, like, he said he just started game back when he was, like, 26 or something like that. Like, like he ain't, we ain't got no problem with him for real. 
They just look like that because he fuck with niggas we don't fuck with. But he ain't, they don't got no problem for real, like, because he ain't, you know what I'm saying? So in your in your side, you're saying that there is no problem with him? No, it ain't no problem with him. That's, yeah, that's, inter- that's interesting. I, 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 and I like hearing that stuff because. <coughs> See, the people might think you because of, cause of the, like, it'd be like real street people that be knowing what be going on, but it might look like that because he be over there on that side, but. Really, him personally, like no, not beefing with him. No, 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 he not. No. Um, with what you have going on right now, you're saying you're gonna step back into taking it more seriously and taking that tone with it. What projects can people look forward to? And is there any type of way that you plan to market it? Are you staying with Detroit? Are you looking at the mainstream? Or like, how are you looking to build yourself? From I'm this looking point? for the mainstream. I'm looking for a new like. I'm on some new shit. But you know, I'm working. I got a project out called Everything a Play. And I'm about to come out with the looks. So I'm pushing heavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my you know, I'm on some like some mainstream or mainstream shit. I ain't on no Detroit shit for real. I'm on them Detroit shit, but I'm elevating. Do you look at it as in a tier now? As in Detroit as a certain type of tier of you've succeeded there. Now it's time yeah, for the next tier. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, hell yeah, for sure. Is it more like child's play to you, or is it still respectful to you? It's respectable to you when you look at the underground or the Detroit scene. No, it's definitely respectable because you could be underground and still make a lot of money on the rap. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to go in different states. You know what I'm saying? I already got Detroit. We already know. They already know. You know what's up with me? So it's time to take. You gotta take your show on the road. You know what I'm saying? Um, you talked about one of your most highlight experiences when you were younger, but talk about one of the most, the biggest highlight for you so far in the later years as of now. Uh, on some music shit? Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I'm like, well, last time you got a threesome or something like that, you're talking about music right now. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, probably when we was on our bullshit at T Grizzly birthday party when, when Doug brought me out and I performed. 2K folk two in front of the uh, whole the whole concert. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, I think that they probably put, was the. They the, put that on YouTube, right? Yeah, that probably was like the funniest shit that I ever like. Cause it was a whole, but you know, so I'm like, fuck it, you know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, we told that motherfucker. How did how did they get planned out? Like as far as you guys being booked to or, or p- performing there? I don't know. I just went with it. <laughs> I don't know so how just I hopped on that. stage and was just like, all right. I like shit. Let's get it. So, um, so you got this project out right now. Um, is any projects for your fellows dropping soon? Yep, my brother folks who still got nephew is coming out. Uh, you know, uh, Doug on the way home. Yeah. What a conversation. You know, my little brother's working two six four horse the one of my little they they working. Everybody working, you know, we coming. What are the conversations like on the phone as far as when uh, Doug comes home? Like, did you guys have, like, plans on them? Yeah, do you guys have, like, plans outlined or anything like that? All we do is laugh on the phone. All we do is crack jokes and talk shit all day, man. Yeah. That's all we do. (laughs) Oh, that's all we do. He he, he on his way, though. He he might come quicker than his interview probably dropped. But, yeah, he on his way, though. But he in good spirits. You know, we talk all the time. He just be just laughing, talking shit. Sure, man. Talking about what we about to do when we get out, you know. 
Um, is there anything you anybody want to shout out before we sign off? You know, shout out everybody, man. Shout out the east, the west, everybody, man. Free dude, free free all my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Free everybody, free the whole game, free the foes. RP to all my bros. That's it. Appreciate you, man. Forty two cheese was in the building, man. We're at Parallel sure. Sound Studio, High Low Visuals, Shooting East Productions. We're out. Peace. Uh, ah. Oh, shit.